What is up, Gen X? Welcome back to the water cooler. I'm in a good mood today. I am looking forward to our first actual pseudo family vacation that we've had been able to take in quite a while. Uh, we are heading out to Cedar Point in Ohio. First time we've ever been out there, so that will be interesting to take in. And as uh, as Bowling for Soup said, there's nothing wrong with Ohio except the snow and the rain. So hopefully it does not rain while we were there or at least spoil our time on the roller coasters. But it's going to be a new adventure. We've never been out there. I know my kids are really looking forward to it. And it should be a lot of fun. And as we look forward to a holiday weekend uh, coming up, um, uh, hopefully... Uh, the weather will cooperate with everybody and we'll be able to celebrate our freedoms accordingly. Now, before I get to that, uh, the first thing I want to touch on that I thought was quite interesting this past week, I don't know how much of a, a sports fan or baseball fan that you may be. I'm a, happen to be a big baseball fan uh, here in Chicago, and one of the big issues that has been plaguing the Major League Baseball for a while is a significant and steady decline in batting averages and in steady increase in strikeout percentages and the games tend to slog and be you know go on for a long time you know the commissioners has been talking about pace of play for a long time I happen to think Rob Manfred is a moron but uh, they have been uh, alluding to taking action towards uh, pitchers who use different sticky substances to get better grips on the ball and you know, to command their pitches more. And that that has been a steady increase in usage over the past number of years to the point where you know, certain things like spider tack you hear, you hear often uh, thrown around has been is something that is manufactured, ordered by teams, and they teach their pitchers how to use it and you know it's different mixtures of rosin and suntan lotion and a number of different things to be very tacky and sticky uh, so they can get a better grip on the ball and effectively the impact of that is that they can get significantly more spin on the ball so that they can get better uh, cut and bite on their their sliders and their cut fastballs and get uh, tighter rotations so that they can just let loose on their fastball and you've seen uh, increases in velocities where I think the average the average uh, pitch uh, for miles per hour is somewhere around like 94 95 miles per hour where typically that's around like 89 to 90 so it's been a, a significant increase in in speed of, of pitches and baseball is trying to combat that, and they've you know, announced over the offseason that they were going to be cracking down on that. Many pitchers seem to have ignored that, and there's, it, over the couple uh, couple weeks, there's been rumblings that they were going to increase the number of checks that umpires were doing. And there was an incident between the White Sox and the Cardinals. You know, as a Cub fan, you know, the mo my two most nauseating franchises were playing each other and and Jerry West who had just set the record for most umpire or games umpired uh targeted a a pitcher on the on the uh, on the Cardinals and, and confiscated his hat because there was some discoloration in the bill where you know the pitchers tend to put this substance so that they can reapply it you know throughout their 
throughout their um, their their turn on the mound, and uh, Mike Schilt, the manager of the Cardinals, just absolutely came unglued and just lost his mind and said, you know, there's cheating going on and they need to crack down on it and it's, it's misguided and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where he was directing it, but of course his catcher was the same dude who had a a baseball literally stick to his his chest protector against the Cubs a couple of years ago and he's bouncing around looking for it and the thing is stuck to his chest. So, you know, you can spare me that you know, your pitchers don't do it. But it sounds like just about... Every team has guys that that use this, and, and there have been a number of, of notable cases. First, Garrett Cole, while he was with the Pirates, you know, number former number one pick, he kind of floundered around, was good but never great, um, and then he's traded to the Houston Astros right as you know they're going into their World Series run. And, of course, you know the Astros' proclivity for cheating is well documented, uh, although they focus mainly on they were stealing of signs and relaying those to the batters, but it's been an open secret that their pitching infrastructure imp- implemented the use of all these sticky substances, and Garrett Cole saw a significant rise in his spin rates. Justin Verlander, too, and they went there, and you know they were you know, elite elite with the Astros and you know, Cy Young winners and contenders and won the World Series and so on and so forth. Well, now Garrett Cole's with the Yankees, and... And uh, he, he's been one of the more vocal uh, complainers as they implement this new policy. And, and the policy is something new along the lines of like 10 game suspension for any p- pitcher caught using it. And if you know the umpires are going to suspend, going to inspect the pitchers between innings and relievers every time they come out, and a number of other different things. I'm sure you may not care about to hear now, but. Uh, the crux of the matter is they kind of gave everyone about 10 days lead time that they were going to implement this on June 21st. And so the day comes, and, and I'm actually at a game at Wrigley Field watching this, and it was very interesting to see as the pitchers are leaving the field once the inning's over, or the half inning's over, and they're walking to the dugout. Umpire will come out, look at their hands, look at their their hat and whatever and then they they go on into the into the dugout for the most part in the game i saw is fairly mundane no real incident uh it was fairly undramatic if you weren't in in paying attention to what they were doing and why you probably wouldn't even know what they what they're out there for but the whole reason i i I bring this up is i i did see a number of stories where there are a couple of of pitchers who were grandstanding and and making a big deal of it where like Max Scherzer in particular like took off his hat unbuckled his his belt and drops trow and you know just to make a whole scene of of the thing now to be fair the whole thing is is ridiculous baseball should have done something about this a long time ago I totally get that but at the same time you guys have been using it for years and it's it's very interesting now as in leading up to it and now the 21st and now since then there have been a dramatic decrease in the spin rate of pitchers there have been an increase a correlating increase in batting averages and balls put in play so it seems to have the exact impact that was hoped for but of course where was baseball for the past 
five-ish years when it was an open secret that this was happening. You had people manufacturing the stuff and selling it directly to teams. You had teams teaching it throughout their organization. And now you're going to implement it. Yeah, I probably should have done it a long time ago rather than worry about pitch clocks and a bunch of other nonsense that Manfred um, put out there. But yeah, I do find it fascinating, being the baseball nerd that I am, that there's that direct correlation between you know, using these sticky substances and, and rates of fastballs and decrease in, in contact rates and increase in strikeout rates and all those things. I, f- I find that very interesting. It's, it's, it's almost not too unlike the usage of steroids uh, in the you know, late 90s. Uh, most of the attention was by the uh, for the batters, but of course pitchers used it too. But of course they saw you know huge increases in in home run rates and and so on, and baseball cracked down on it and it kind of water returned to its normal level. But it was very interesting at that time noting how little the line is between someone who is good or a superstar or someone who is is good and can contribute or not even make the league at all. And sometimes it's, you know, taking a steroid. Right now it seems to be for pitchers is using this tacky substance where these pitchers who are elite and Cy Young winners and contenders now are very ordinary without this stuff. And I just find that very interesting. You know, the world seems to always be looking for a way to cheat and and skirt rules and and get away with what they know they shouldn't and then of course they throw up their hands and play the victim when they are caught red-handed but we'll see how the rest of the season goes with it i just thought that was interesting again i'm a i'm a sports nerd i'm a baseball nerd and i thought that was very interesting and you know the other day i was going out to to lunch with uh, one of my buddies at work and yeah we were talking and, and commenting about how over the past year everything has changed i think what started it was at 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 work here you know mask policies are changing just like they are anywhere else and he's and so i'm not wearing mine and and he's wearing his and he kind of says a lot of defiance and protest i'm going to wear this thing for years and because it's it's so ludicrous that 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 was where everybody uh went to and we were kind of rattling off all the crazy things that have happened over the past year plus and as we did so if we it was really evident that more so than having these crazy things happen, these crazy things happen all the time. There have been chaos and and newsworthy events all the time, but the reactions to these things over the past year were just insane. You know, from handling and responding to to COVID, to the election, to the you know, racial strife, and and on down the line. None of them were handled well. I mean, people just lost their freaking minds, and I just don't understand it. It's just so weird. Our culture is just completely broken, um, and it, it doesn't seem to be any end in sight. And, and as we were you know, you know, talking about over the past year and all these things that have gone on, of course, we were commenting on the, the whole mask thing, but the, the, the whole issue regarding... Uh, the vaccines were something that we found very interesting. And it, it, in particular, we find it interesting how a significant amount of the population are just simply not asking questions. You know, they're not thinking critically. And you know, there are these publicly available you know, side effects that have been happening to, to people, particularly even young people. 
uh, to these to these vaccines or after they've received a vaccine with you know no no health issue, issues no pre you know you know comorbidities or pre-existing conditions and then after they're receiving their second dose you know x y and z happen and in some of these cases it's freaking death and it's it's scary it's not it's not necessarily evidence that it's that those side effects are direct results of the vaccines but it certainly seems to be worthy of asking a question and i struggle to find anybody asking the question and if if you do you seem to be called a conspiracy nut yeah, I, I'm neither pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, but I think it's fair, given the speed with which it was brought to market, um, to ask these questions. And or if we're going to be giving them to kids, maybe we need to ask them even more. Um, and what really, what really tipped it off for me over the weekend, there was a kid in the high school where my where two of my boys attend. He's a junior going to senior. Um, and he was very active in in baseball. Uh, he had been umped in the in the little league in in our neighborhood for about four years or so, which is where you know we we would have come in contact with him because you have an, another boy who's been in little league for quite some time. Um, very active kid. Uh, he on Saturday he umped a, a game just like normal, and on Saturday night um, he passed away just out of nowhere and I mean, it's just heartbreaking that that this young kid you know, just, you know suddenly died with but that's quite unusual for a kid his age um but what i found really peculiar is reading you know this gofundme that was set up for you know to help the family was when when they described you know this this kid passing um they said he's on saturday night he suffered for a quote out of the blue medical catastrophe I found that just some very interesting wording, and and, and I, I I don't know the family personally, and I'm not you know sure what what happened. And admittedly, it's not my business. But in light of what we had seen when we were looking at this publicly available data for the vaccines, the natural question is: uh, Is this what happened to this poor kid? I hope not. I I mean that would be heartbreaking if if it were. Um, but it's certainly worth asking the question. You want to find out what happened with, if, if, you know, for this poor kid and to that poor family. Um, but if, in order to do so, you need to ask these questions. You need to be thinking critically. And again, our, our culture does not seem to be thinking critically. And now you, you think back in our Gen X brains, you know, we were taught from infancy and as, as kids to, you know, not to be peer pressured into taking experimental drugs. Well, now we're being peer pressured into taking experimental drugs. And I find that very ironic. You know, it seems to be completely just flipped on its head. And it's weird. It's, it's a surreal experience. Again, it may just be a flu vaccine or whatever, but this mRNA stuff, it might be completely new and maybe it's can be problematic that we may not know for you know years or decades down the road or i don't know but it's certainly worthwhile asking the question and it, now there certainly seem to be some benefits to have taken it there are you know documented you know, benefits to uh, curb the spread of it and and to curb the 
the severity of, of symptoms if someone does con, uh, contract it. But along with that, there do seem to be problems and we're simply not asking the question. And I, I find that weird. I find it troubling. And because I, you know, I saw recently that you know, there were 150 Houston hospital workers who were fired or resigned over their vaccine requirements. So there seems, there seems to be some people who are concerned about it, some people who are willing to ask the question. Um, but it does not seem to be too widespread. So I, maybe it's going to take us Gen Xers to take the lead on that and, uh, and, and ask the questions. And maybe it's, it's a matter of protecting our kids. You know, if, if this poor kid at my boy's high school uh, was a victim of it, maybe we need to ask the questions to prevent further uh, cases like that. Because, you know, the death rate from COVID for kids in, in his demographic were just infinitesimal um, but deaths following receiving the the vi- uh, the the vaccine seem to be a little bit bigger than that so it's certainly worth asking the question and i also find it weird again given what we've gone through the past year that china but now they continue to lie but they continue to be left off, left off the hook you know where's the accountability Again, now with the current administration you know, being in the back pocket of that regime, it doesn't seem to be likely that uh, we'll be asking for it anytime soon. But we just have just taken them at their word. Are we cool with bat soup? I don't know. There, there seemed to be a lot of indication that it most likely came from the lab. But again, where's the critical thinking? Where are the questions? Where where are we pressuring you know, those in power to to look into it? Are we just cool with with Zuckerberg censoring uh, stories? Are we cool with Bill Gates telling us we need to get vaccines and vaccine passports? Are we cool with that? Are we cool with the Chinese just kind of shucking and saying, oh, shucks, and saying, oh, whatever? Because I, I saw also another story that doesn't seem to be getting any traction, and I find it odd, uh, given uh, you know what happened, if you remember, a number uh, 10 or so years ago in Japan, but there's a imminent radiological threat in China where a Chinese nuclear plant was leaking and yeah, in releasing gas in the surrounding area. You know, the French company you know, was warning the U.S. government for that. And, and the, you know, the Chinese government, the CCP, said, no, 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 nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. No, we're, we're all good. And, you know, kind of in in some ways you know they're they're using the old jedi mind trick you know nothing to hear, nothing to see here move along move along these aren't the droids you're looking for and we're the biden administration shrugs their shoulders and says yeah okay i think it makes them seem weak you know where's the transparency for for these things i mean was it addressed at the g7 i don't know i, I even heard that it was uh, but you know, given what happened in the past year with the virus, the last thing I'm going to inclined to do is to take their word on it over over this uh, this leak. We'll see. I'm not sure if anything will happen, but again, we don't seem to be asking the questions, and it's just another evidence that journalism, as we know it, is dead. There's just there's no asking the questions. There's no trying to find fact. There's no asking you know, finding out the who, what, when, and where. Um, and how it's just sort of just given their version of a why you know it's it's a it's a narrative it, it's a narrative ten, that tends to be shrouded in ideology 
but what they're selling now is what the media is selling is a product and the product is not fact the product is not truth it's a narrative and it's an ideological one and it's a good reason for all of us to just be completely skeptical. Yeah, you know, I, I completely tune out network news. I can't remember the last time where I turned that on on purpose. But you're, the last thing you'd expect when you, when you turn that on is to find the news and, and learn fact. You're, you know you're going to get some kind of uh, narrative, some, uh, some kind of opinion thrown at you that's kind of shrouded in fact and, and, and treated as though it's fact, but it's just... It's just you know their their particular point of view and and the narrative that they're selling but you know i know i'm not i'm not buying you know, i'm the you know this being the cynical gen actor that i am i'm just not not willing to buy into that which leads me to the the last point that i wanted to discuss and this is kind of hot off the presses i don't know if you if you saw but apparently john mcafee who you know, started up you know, McAfee antivirus software, which you know, I, I've been getting off of Windows for a long time and in no small measure because of all the antivirus software, McAfee being one, which I find it just complete crap and just bogged down my PCs, but I digress. But apparently, he, he just remembering some datelines that I saw. You know, he was being held in uh, prison in Spain uh, in a connected connection, I think, with a murder um, I remember if a girlfriend, wife, significant other of some kind, and he had been on the lam for a while, and he was, and he was captured. Um, but he was a very eccentric guy, which you know those, those billionaires tend to be, and um, he, he was certainly that. And he had been you know, held in Spain and was was awaiting um, extradition to the U.S. And he had 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 a number of of tweets. I don't know how he was able to do it in prison, but. Uh, in, in reference to Jeffrey Epstein and he had one in particular which I think was from like last October where he said no I'm, I'm comfortable here I'm happy here and you know, if I ever show up dead in my cell um, it, it's not from my own hand it's not my own doing I would never commit suicide and blah 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 well apparently John McAfee was recently found dead in a Spanish prison um, with uh, the result of a suspected suicide Oh boy, here we go. Uh, hashtag uh, McAfee did not kill himself. <laughs> here we go again. Uh, is there is there an uh, in, in alibi for Hillary Clinton <laughs> over the past 24 hours? Does everyone know where she was? <laughs> she she seems to be the one who has suicides just just follow in her wake and. So I, again, I don't know anything about anything. This this story is, is fresh. It's 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 a, a newly breaking uh, story. So we'll we'll find out more uh, details. I'm certain certain in the coming days and weeks. <laughs> but when you see that headline and then knowing what that guy had posted and knowing who he is, again a prominent figure, not unlike Jeffrey Epstein, a guy who has had lots of connections, not unlike Jeffrey Epstein, died of a mysterious suicide in prison. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at, at the guy's death. You know, the, the fact that he died is sad. And the fact that you know, he was being uh, held on suspicion of a murder, that's also sad. You know, I don't want to make light of any of that or any loss of life. But what I do find humorous is just the... The irony, or the 
the deja vu of these types of stories. It is weird. It seems to happen all the time, which is weird. Um, I don't know. I hope maybe last questions. Maybe or maybe this will. Maybe he's not as well connected as Epstein, or maybe he didn't have as powerful of enemies as Epstein. So this thing may not get swept under the rug like uh, like old Jeffy's did. But we'll see what details come out. But uh, certainly, when I saw that headline, my eyebrow was raised. The my skeptical meter was just beeping and going off like crazy and thought whoa 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 <laughs> hold on dude said if i die of in my cell it's not because of me so it's it's worth asking the question it's worth thinking critically it's worth being skeptical and thankfully we gen xers have have that in in our dna we've we've we were taught from from a young age to question authority, right? I mean, we, we followed on the heels of what we thought was this, you know, the, from the, the baby boomers who, who were the ones that said, you know, question authority, don't trust anyone over 30. But it, when they became over 30, when they became authority, when they were the ones in power, they were the first ones to sell out and and go completely opposite of what of what they espoused at a, a young age. Now there have been some disappointments among us Gen Xers, you know, you know, notably um, the you know, the dude from Twitter, uh, you know, Jack Dorsey, um, you know, Bezos, and and some others who want you know they get their money, they get their power, they become is the you know the tyrants just like anyone else from you know that uh, came before them. But we rank and file Gen Xers. We, we 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 are willing to hold our own accountable and 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 ask these questions that no one else seems to be asking. So whether it's Jeff Epstein or John McAfee or the COVID vaccine or masks or the lab leak or the leak in a reactor in China, whatever it is, we're going to ask the questions. We're going to. We're going to approach these things critically and try to find out the truth and not just accept some narrative that we're getting spoon-fed from the media to us because we have known from experience not to trust those knuckleheads. So we'll see what happens as, as we go. But first, first or, or, or ultimately, you know, my, my heart goes out to that. You know that poor family who lost that boy. Uh, you know nearby. You know that's heartbreaking. It, it hits close to home. And, you know, I I hope against hope that that's that it's not you know related to a vaccine because that would just be heartbreaking. That these these parents who you know would you know thought they would be doing right by their kids and doing you know what's necessary and safe and healthy and and ended up dying from it. I hope that's not the case. I hope it it doesn't make it any less sad. But I, that would just be gut wrenching. Uh, from my my point of view, so we'll see. But you know, heart goes out to them for sure. So with that, I'm gonna gonna tidy up here. Gonna get a, a quick sip and get ready to find a stopping point and enjoy a week away from all the nonsense. Enjoy some time with my kids. Go on some roller coasters and uh, hopefully not not yak. Because I I have noticed that the older I get. You know the the more and more all the uh, you know these thrill rides affect me. I mean, back in the day, I could ride that stuff all day and never get tired of it. And, and 
only go home once the you know the parks close. You know they had to had to make me leave. But now you know I, I get a lot queasier. You know I'm not quite as daring. And mid afternoon I'm kind of like, hey, kids, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we left, huh? But we'll see. And now we're on vacation. We'll we'll enjoy it, and I'll I'll take one for the team and and have some fun and enjoy a little bit of life as it slowly creeps back to normal. So have a great week, and I will see you next time. Till then, stay cool, Jacks. <laughs>